Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comments and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. We are with Tricord Advisors where we help people make smart decisions about their money. Jeremiah and I are certified financial planners and we come alongside of our clients as fiduciaries. Jeremiah is also an attorney and when when needed, he helps our clients with estate planning, business, succession planning, and other similar items. If you'd like to know more about us or our firm, I strongly suggest that you go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com or just simply call. Phone number is 951-684-7011. Now, each week, what we do is we divide our program into three parts. The first part is what we refer to as retirement update. The second is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first part of the program today, I mean, Jeremiah, we're going to talk about something that's that's not probably the easiest subject matter, but it's really critically important. Yeah. And that's, I mean, what happens when a spouse dies and the surviving spouse, what do they have to do? Yeah. I mean, the, the first part with, with clients that we have is the grieving, the emotional right. loss. Of it, course. It's, it's a catastrophic moment, um, but it doesn't have to be a financially catastrophic moment. And, um, you know, people who have never thought about these things are, are walking into not just a hard moment financially, but also a lot of I guess you'd call them opportunities or pitfalls. Right. Um, there's some choices to be made and to just to, to do what you think might make sense in the moment. Um, it, it really takes some forethought to, to really make good choices. Yeah. And I'm always amazed at what a signature on a piece of paper does. Mm. And without it, people end up paying so much more or getting so much less. And it's a matter of having somebody walk them through all the details. I mean, there's going to be a large number of of and COVID is is impacted this even more, but people that are going to be left behind, and unfortunately, a lot of them are going to be women. Yeah, you know? yeah. The statistics are that 1.5 million people in the country in a normal year lose a spouse. That's kind of the normal one, and but of that, two thirds of that is women. Right, um, and so they're left with one taking a one, one losing a spouse. You know, that that's the first and the hard emotional side, but then second, they're taking over finances if, if they weren't running them already. And then thirdly, there's some in that, you know, the year to two years after a spouse passes away, there's some very specific opportunities, you know, of what you do. We'll just jump into one of them. Um, right now, the estate exemption is $11.7 million. Right. So each person, if you're to pass away, you can pass on $11.7 million to the next generation. And, and that's a number that most people, that's beyond their understanding. I mean, they don't, you know, most people don't have assets of that right. kind of magnitude. It's a big number, right? Yeah. Um, however, in that moment, if one spouse passes away, that exemption kind of goes with them. Right. There's something that's called portability to where you can basically check a box. You file a tax uh, statement and you check a box and it ports over that exemption to the next spouse. So the surviving spouse, instead of having 11 million, now has 22 or 23 million 
um, of, ex- of estate tax exemption, which they just carry with them now for the rest of their life. Right. And it, you know, for, like you said, a lot of estates, it's not a big deal, but it, it's, a, it's a moment where if a state is a larger estate, you simply have to check a box. But if you fail to check that box, you know, that $11 million exemption. You have a time away. frame, right? I mean, there's a certain amount of time that you've got to do that. So what, after two years, it's, if you haven't done it, you're, you can't go back and redo it, so to speak. Right. You, you have, you have a bit of time to do it, but it's, it's called a 706, the tax filing you have to make. And if, if people fail to file that and just check that box, it, it, it loses eventually. Um, so that, that's a, that's a big one um, that, that people don't realize is, is a simple item, but it's one to do. The next that, that often comes up is what do you do with your house? Right. Um, and we live in California. So it's a community property state, community property state. So it's a little bit different. Um, and, you know, of course, everyone should speak with their own advisors and their own tax attorneys on, on how to do this. But often when you take title to a house, you know, you could take it as um, tenants in common. You can take it as joint tenants. In California, we have something you can take it as community property. Right. And the benefits of taking title as community property is when one spouse passes away, it's not just that they're, you know, see maybe you know, 50% ownership gets a, a step up in basis, but the whole home can get a step up in basis. And that, that step up goes from whatever your, your cost basis was when you bought it compared to what the fair market value is the date of death. The difference there is what you'll usually be taxed on when you, you sell the home. But at the death of a spouse, you can get that step up so that the, the cost basis you have to calculate your taxes is the fair market value as the time of their death. So if you were to sell it the next day, you could owe zero taxes. And most people you know, aren't looking to sell the family home, but at times it's, it's no longer a needed or desired it can home. Be, it can be something that is clearly um, a prudent move, uh, yep. particularly if they're older and they're looking to downsize anywhere, they're discussing that ahead of time. Yeah, and if you've been in that home for 20, 30 years, the prospect of selling it, you'd say this could be a big, big tax bill. Um, but because of death, it gets stepped up. So there's that part. California is unique that we have what's called community property. There's also when it, you know just a normal person moves, they have an exemption for some right. of the personal home. Different states treat those a little differently. California you know, allows you to take a, a pretty good exemption, but people may not use that at the time of death because they get the step up in basis. Um, so I think, again, I think that everybody has, um, I guess what we're trying to really point out to our listeners that every household is different. And if you think that you are the same, for example, uh, tax brackets change. I mean, Ooh. if you go from a joint filing to a single um, filing, you lose that You lose that better tax bracket, mm-hmm. I should say, and you could end up actually owing more taxes and have less income. Right. And it's something that most people just aren't, they're kind of surprised by that and what's going on. The other thing is it's what we refer to as the, the widow's penalty. So you become single, but you lose that joint filing ability, which actually has a lower uh, tax uh, mm-hmm. bracket that you're in, um, and you end up paying more income tax. I think probably one of the, the biggest thing is uh, the retirement accounts. I mean, yeah. people, if there's a difference in age, you have a younger spouse that remains after somebody passes away, you want to be really careful about how you handle do a rollover IRA? Do you go to a beneficial IRA? Because you could put yourself in a trap or a box that you're not going to be able to get out. And it could be horribly ex- expensive down yeah. the road. Yeah. When, when one spouse passes away, as a lot of listeners probably know, one spouse passes away, the survivor is entitled often to you know, receive their, those IRA accounts, whatever they have. Mm-hmm. But, but how they receive them is there's some, some planning to be done. You could either roll it over into the surviving spouse's name. You could leave it in the deceased spouse's name. And there's some reasons why you'd want to do each one and why you wouldn't want to do each right. one. But those choices are not, you know, oops, change my mind or do it this year. It's a right. one-time choice that becomes right. permanent. 
And so having some, some good planning for your specific situation is really needed. Yeah. I mean, again, I think that there's so many things that uh, a surviving spouse needs to be aware of, and it's not just exclusively to the, the wife versus the husband. It doesn't really make any difference. They have some choices and they need to be clear as to what their options are. Social security changes. Um, again, depending upon what choices you made prior to death, the social security has to be modified and you're going to take the higher social security benefit. But again, the age of their surviving spouse, all these things kind of come into play when it comes to making decisions about what you have to do going forward and making a decision wrong. You could end up with a reduced income for the rest of your life yep. or something like yep. that. And these are not unknown issues. I mean, right. the biggest thing as people you know, are, are getting older and our clients as they age, you know, these are things you can plan out and, and prepare for so right. that you already know what this choice is going to be. We, and we've had clients where the one spouse will pass away and we're able to you know, assure them on the phone and say, you know, let's deal with the funeral arrangements. Like let's deal with the final warning. expenses, final things. Right. Yeah. But, but financially you're going to be fine. You know, there's some choices to be made. We're going to help you through those, but, but we've already planned for this. We've already set this stuff up. We've already put you on the right course so that the surviving spouse is set up for success for the rest of their life. And it's something we emphasize to our clients a lot, of course, is, is, is preparing a plan and making sure the plan is updated. And if you're listening to us and if you happen to be in the middle of something like this and you're wondering who in the world am I going to talk to? We, we'd ask you to give us a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. We have the people and the expertise to help people walk through um, all the questions and all the situations at this time when you're probably one of the most vulnerable times of your life. Stay tuned for our next section. We're going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirement unlimited.com advisory services offered through tricord advisors incorporated a registered investment advisor clearing through td ameritrade member finra sipc msrb am 590 the answer welcome back this is the section of the program that we refer to as tactical asset management um we wrestle inside of our office all the time it's a continual conversation about what is the dollar amount that somebody should take out of their retirement account and is it a specific percentage? It is a specific dollar amount. You know, when you retire, when you get your Social Security benefits. But what we want to talk about here is that there is a somewhat of a shift on the what was normally called the 4% rule. Mm -hmm. And if you had in the past 10, 20 years, if you had a portfolio that was made up primarily of 50% bonds and 50% equities, the 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 assumption was is that you could take out about a four percent of the capital base and that would last you for the rest of your life. That's not necessarily true going forward, is it? Yeah, it was, it's a rule of thumb, right? Right, a rule of thumb that that's quick, <laughs> kind of quick and dirty to say you can take four percent. And what that would mean is if you say you had a million dollars in all your retirement accounts, that you'd be able to take out about forty thousand dollars each year 
for the rest of your life, you know, assuming you have a 30 year retirement. Mm-hmm. So for 30 years, you take out $40,000 each year to supplement your life and your, your account would, would survive. It, it would make right. it all the way to the end. Um, so that, that's the rule of thumb. And for, of course, if people, you know, a lot of our listeners, you know, you're going to have social security, you might have some pension income, you might have annuities income, there's different sources of income, but from these kind of qualified retirement accounts, the idea is that you could take 4% to supplement kind of your total picture. But the issue being, there's a few issues, but one of them being is that bonds have not performed. Yeah. I mean, that's the, probably the key thing is interest rates have just been driven so low that we can't depend upon a steady rate of interest on the bond portfolio, which would make up part of that 4%. Yeah. And the idea being that if you're taking out 4% and the portfolio each year is say earning 6%, you know, you're, even though you're taking out some of the principal, you're, 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 the interest is pushing it up. And so you're able to have this longevity that what they're finding is that if you were to take 4%, you're not actually getting the the 6% or whatever the percentage returns would be. And so it's dwindling too quickly. So maybe it's only going to last, you know, 15 years or 20 years. Um, so what they said in the, in the articles that we were looking at is that 3.3% is probably a better, um, thing, but, but even in that they, they go on the article, goes into a lot of math of basically saying, well, if this happens, then that's not going to be enough. If that happens, that would be fine. But the biggest kick I think I see of this is one acknowledging it's a rule of thumb and it doesn't apply to everybody. Right. So you need to have something that works for you. But the second being, you, you know, the, the portfolio management, and this is what we discuss a lot is. You know, should anybody be in a 50-50 portfolio, right. 50% bonds, 50% equities, 60-40, 80-20? It's not standard, I guess is what I'm saying. I, I think you and I would agree that you can't just set it and forget it because yeah. the, the economy of scale is so different now, particularly when it comes to interest, and it's affecting everything. It's affecting real estate, it's affecting equities, but more importantly, it's affecting the overall distribution patterns. Yep. And people used to be using bonds, the idea that it would provide a steady stream of income to live off of, but then also it would provide this buoyancy in right. hard times. And in recent years, that, that's not been the case. It's what you and I refer to as non-correlated assets. So when stock prices would be would go down because of volatility, bond prices would go up. So it'd have a natural kind of a teeter-totter mm-hmm. effect. You'd see this offsetting balance. But what we find is now that bonds are as vulnerable, if not more vulnerable, vulnerable, because when we went through March of 2020, with the announcement of all the COVID shuts and everything else, bonds went down just as much, if not more so, than stocks did. So it did not act in the way that that you had hoped it would act, I yeah. guess. And then the recovery in bonds has, has not kept up with right. the recovery in equities. So someone who's in, in an equities portfolio would have suffered, you know, just as everyone else did, but they would have recovered right. in the last year or two. And bonds would would still be struggling. Even 2021, this last year, bonds struggled, right. um, whereas equities had a great year. And so with that, I think just rethinking these these rule of thumb retirements, these um, ideas that, oh, if I did this, I'll be fine. But to really look at what makes sense for you and being tactical, what kind of portfolio is really going to make sense going forward? We, we don't want your grandfather's portfolio. We don't want a rule of thumb portfolio. We're right. looking for something that will make sense into the future to really provide the income stream that makes sense for your life. Yeah, and selection of the, of the right assets is so critically, and then managing of those assets to really be um, have an oversight so that we can accomplish the overall goals. Again, if the market does turn down, and, and for sure it'll turn down, it'll turn up. I mean, you're going to have volatility going in the future, but the amount of income that's needed into that household, a lot of people want to take what I call the passive um, set, I guess, and just 
set it and forget it. And what we find is that really is not the best outcome because the economy has so many adjustments to it that just to lock in a particular, you know, it's, it, it, it just doesn't work. I mean, over the long haul, I want to have the ability and I want to, I want to be tactical towards the income flow that the client receives. And again, there's so many factors that fall into play. You know, when you retire, you know, if you're retiring at 55, that's a wholly different mm. structure than if you're retiring at 70. Right. Or at 72, uh, you know, is, is there disabilities in the household that we need to deal with? And are there other factors that come into play? How much debt you have going to your mm-hmm. household, what your budget is. I mean, there's just a lot of factors that go into planning the payout structure. Yep. And it, I love being able to sit down with a client and, and walk him through their future, in essence, and saying based on their expenses, based on their other sources of income, that their retirement looks fine. You know, right. That, that's a beautiful moment for a lot of clients. And to say, you know, your qualified retirement accounts, your 401ks, they're a piece of that, mm-hmm. but it, it's not just dependent on that one thing alone. And I, so I think people sometimes put too much confidence in, I have a, have a 401k, so I'll be fine. Or they know they, they don't feel fine. So they put too little confidence to say, I know there's money there somewhere, but I don't know what's going to happen. But I mean, our, our a big part of I mean, my job is to shine light on that, really do the planning, really do the numbers to give that confidence to say, right. okay, these are the changes I need to make now. To, to obtain the future I want, or I'm going to be fine. I give that confidence to say, we're going to have enough and we can really look towards other things. Yeah. So the withdrawal rate is going to fluctuate from client to client and situation to situation. Again, the emphasis that we have for you that are listening to us right now is make sure you have a plan, have a strategy. And we would encourage you to give us a call. Uh, phone number here is 951 951- Six eight four seven zero one one, or just simply go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Let's build a plan together. Stay tuned for our next section. We're going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. This is the section that we call News You Can Use. And Jeremiah, I, I, I pick out, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a futuristic nut, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like these articles the Wall Street Journal puts in. It's called The Future of Everything. And this one here... I mean, it's packed full, this whole section. This this came out in September of last year, and I've kept it this long. But it talks about a lot of things. But what I want to talk about, and we've kind of discussed this off air, is the wearables. Now, of course, you have a watch, and I see a lot of long people have a watch. I don't have one that monitors everything. But there's just there's a whole new slew of things that come in the form of clothes. Yeah that people are going to be able to wear to monitor stuff. Yeah, this wearable technology. You know, it used to be that it was just, you know, our computer at home. And right. It became our iPhone in our pocket, which is, you know, such a powerful device or, you know, other type of phone. But your phone in your pocket is such a powerful computer compared to what we had, you know, 20 years ago. And now they're, they're integrating all this stuff into these wearable either fabrics or, or monitors. Like, like you said, I have a, a watch that, you know, takes my heart rate. It, it does other things. Um, but, but there's a lot of stuff that's, that's either in development or coming out. 
Um, and maybe we'll just start, what were some of your favorite well, the ones one, you looked the one, at? The one I, of course, um, the one I think is probably the most intriguing to me. I'm just kind of flipping through this article, but it is a heart health attire. Mm-hmm. And it it talks about, I mean, they're it's called nanoware, but they're saying that um, it will capture up to 85 medical signs uh, and it'll be continuous. Yeah. So you put this on and it, it you know, not only, you know, you know, reads your heart rate, but also your blood pressure, but all these other things too. And of course, then it sends that information uh, probably to your doctor or some central source that analyzes that information. Yeah. And that'd be, but, the, I guess, the future of things is, is to, you know, once you have that device, like right now, it's, it's kind of, uh, not say personal you know, information, but right. it, it's you, it's reporting to you. But I think what will be interesting is as healthcare becomes more, let's say decentralized, I guess decentralized as well as virtual, you know, yeah. to be able to upload something to your phone and then upload that to your doctor to say, here's my heart rate for last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that measured. I mean, even a lot of uh, professional athletes, if you, you know, watch their training, whatever they, they wear, um, especially for the guys, these small, um, it's almost like a harness that they're wearing, yes. but it is me- measuring, you know, lung capacity. It's measuring heart rates. It's re- measuring so many things in the midst of their performance. That used to just be a high performance thing, but, but they're talking about doing this for men and women now that they'll be able to wear something that is constantly monitoring your heart. It's monitoring other parts of you. It, it, it's, it's amazing that the medical outcomes I think people could have with that. And these things, these things are close. They're not something that is 20, 30 years. In fact, they're developing that right now. Yep. Another one that really, uh, was of interest to me is they've got a smart jumpsuit for infants mm. and for young mothers and young fathers, you know, if there is some symptoms or something that they want to monitor, they actually have now they're talking about developing that you put like a pajamas on your, on your toddler and it measures movement and things like that. So yeah. it kind of keeps track of, of, of what's going on yeah. here. And it goes back to a logarithm. In other words, it stores that information. Right. And it says, where is it different? A lot of these things are kind of early warning systems. This one's not in the article, but Heard a while ago, they're talking about doing um, toothpaste that was almost like a litmus paper where oh. you brush your teeth and you know you spit out it's normal. Right. And if it te- you know senses one of the fifteen things it's testing for, it comes out bright pink. Right. You know, and and you know not that it's at the end of anything, but you know to contact the doctor. Yeah. These it, wearables to me seem similar. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, I mean, again, they've got an art. This one article here that talks about mosquito blocking duds. <laughs> now I don't know about you, but I hate mosquitoes. Mm. I absolutely hate mosquitoes. But there's this company that's developing a, um, I guess, a shirt that would block mosquitoes. Now, again, the exposure to your face and hands, you're still going to be exposed to mosquitoes. But I absolutely hate mosquitoes. So anything that would block a mosquito, in my mind, is worthwhile. They're talking about using this for military and farmers, people who work in in areas where there'd be a a large infestation of mosquitoes. That would be very beneficial to them. Yeah. The idea that you could take some high-end tech just by buying a T-shirt, buying some new socks, buying a, a jumper, like you said, for a baby. And, and having these, these monitoring, of course, this conversation would dovetail into what's going to happen with this information, similar right. with all the, the DNA <laughs> testing and things like that, you know, how secure is, and, and that'll be the future of, you know, politics and, you know, cybersecurity, all that stuff. Yeah. But the idea being that, that we are coming upon an era where they can sense this. I mean, I know that there's a lot of um, cars even that can now sense your eyes and sense when you're getting tired. You know, yeah. It, it's phenomenal. The, the things that we have currently and will have in the next, I don't know, three years, five years, 10 years. Right. I, I think, again, I think the technology is just amazing and it's moving rapidly. If, again, if you'd like to have a, a copy of this, we'd be more than happy to send you out uh, what we're referring to in this article here this morning. And, uh, you know, just give us a call at our office. Um, uh, our phone number is 951-684-7011. Just ask for, I'd like to have the articles on 
the new wearables, and we'll be more than happy to send you out what we're referring to in this article, or just go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. The information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor.